1: from acmepackingcompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at The Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason at The unpackpodpatreon.com Pod, slash The Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, uh, and if you really want to do us a solid, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, like all the people who said, he's coming back. <laughs> and spoiler alert, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today on the show for a special Tuesday afternoon off-season edition. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter and I am joined firstly by Alex Patakis in New York. How are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing well. Set up on my new podcasting computer. Pump to not have to do this on my phone anymore.
1: <laughs> we may do. We may do. Um, also joined by our fearless leader, Justice Mosqueda. How are you, man?
3: I'm doing great. It's uh rainy in Portland, Oregon, but I haven't been able to go outside because my phone and computers just been blowing up since the moment I woke
1: up. Yeah, why? It was I wonder why. Eight
3: eight thirty uh West Coast time when the Rogers stuff started happening. And then it's just my phone just bing, 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 bing. And I was like, All right, showtime.
1: Yep. Speaking of showtime, let's just get right into it. The big news that we are gathered here. To discuss is of course cycle for survival is back. <laughs> really quickly, Alex, uh, we talked about this before we hit record, but um, do you want to uh, tee up a little cycle for survival promo before we talk Rogers?
2: Sure, yeah. So uh, the fundraising for that has begun on our end. We've done this the past couple of years, and uh, our listeners have been awesome to donate. Cycle for survival is a uh, annual fundraising event with Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, one of the leading cancer centers in the world all of your money goes directly to rare cancer research. So uh, what that means is um, the, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that they've been able to raise over the past couple of years have gone directly to things like, um, you know, tumor sequencing. Like, so it's going to be like a specific to your actual like genes, how they treat your cancer is gone to developing new types of drugs that are less harmful than uh, typical chemotherapy drugs and all kinds of things specifically for rare diseases. So they're literally helping people live longer They're curing people at a higher rate and all of that money goes directly to that. So, um, yeah, there's a link, uh, in the, my Twitter bio, if you want to donate to our team, otherwise you can also just seek out cycle for survival yourself and, and donate to the cause if you would like, it's a, it's a great thing. And then they do a cycling event in central park. So I've uh, started to work out again in preparation of that. Hopefully. (laughs) Okay. Cause, uh, I think I have to go for like a full hour or something. So that'll be, uh, That'll be fun,
1: man. An hour. I got this, uh, you you guys can see this exercise bike behind me. Um, thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get back into shape and I use it sometimes and it is nice, but like I could hit like the 10 minute mark and I'm like, what else can I do with my day? I think I'm done with it. (laughs) An hour, man. Check. Yeah. Uh,
3: workout. I feel like the indoor bike is always, you get it thinking you're going to use it. Right. And then you're like, I'd rather just bike outside. It's, yeah. n- it's pleasant outside. Yeah. Why don't I just use a normal bike? Well,
1: and it's the only place in the house that we can put it is right behind me in my home office. So, And I work in this office all day. I'm on Zoom all day. And so it's just mocking me on my camera all day, just
3: looking at me. And like, remember?
1: Remember? Broken promises? Broken dreams back here? <laughs> yeah.
3: I got one that's staring at me over in my left corner in my office, too. So
2: you're not alone. Um, I, I Mine is set up in, like, our little uh, dining area. Uh because in a New York apartment, you just have to put it wherever it fits. And uh, my dog, it's like used for my dog to sleep on because (laughs) it's like metal. So he likes the cool like feeling. For some reason, every time he's just like laying on it, sleeping, I feel like he's taunting me. Uh, I just wanted to say, sorry, one last thing Um, because I'm not like obtuse and I understand there's a lot of places you can give your money for good causes and there's a lot going on in the world. Um, I really appreciate people who donated last week when we like kickstarted those donations that, uh, We said we would match for the Ukraine crisis fund, uh, have been matched. So, um, I've seen people online like cancer doesn't stop, but there's also a shit ton of stuff going on right now in the Ukraine. So we're aware of that too. And, uh, have, um, uh, completed those matches to those of you kind enough to donate last week. So I really appreciate that. Um, so you can feel double good about your donation. Double good. And one more note before we, uh, pivot to.
1: Rogers and all of that. Uh, Patreon.com slash the unpack pod is our Patreon. we got a, a handful of very nice people who donate a buck or two um, be, just because they like the show, um, which we really, really appreciate. And so for the, the next month, I'm going to take those donations and give them to the Cycle for Survivals. And um, with that, because that really is, I, I made a joke like, oh, this is the important thing. Let's talk, but it is more important than a guy making hundreds of millions of dollars to throw a leather bag around the, <laughs> around a park. So, um, but here we are, the news drops, um, or trickles rather throughout the day. The story's kind of changed justice. I'm glad you're here because, um, Alex and I can talk about our feelings, but you can talk about facts. What do we know so far about Aaron Rodgers and the contract? Pat McAfee came out and said something. Then it was Ian Rappaport. Then McAfee shot back. What do we know?
3: Yeah, I think it was what, 56 million 200 uh or 56 million guaranteed 200 million dollar contract for 4 years. The only thing that's confirmed I guess in like a consensus way is 4 years. Um Aaron Rodgers also came out and was like there's not a deal signed and the things that are being reported are not true. So I I don't know what to think in terms of that. Um it is interesting though they they at least must have come to terms to a certain extent. Yep. Because they would not have had the cap space to tag Devontae Adams in that situation without other moves happening on the roster. And it's worth noting kind of how the moves have gone down in terms of, like, order of operations so far, right? So they push forward Kenny Clark's contract, uh, Aaron Jones's contract, and David Bakhtiari's contract. And what that really means is they pushed their salary, they turned it into a bonus. So instead of getting it, you know, per game check, you know, one one seventeenth of that salary every single week that they play a game. They got in one jar- large, you know, lump sum up front. And now the cap hit is going to spread over multiple years, like through the life of the contract, basically, is how that's going to work. They still have moves to make that they have not done yet. Like Randall Cobb is on the books right now for eight million dollars. And there's nope. no realistic reason nope. for him to still be on the roster. Um, Good. Basically, at, at the combine, he was like, the move that we needed to make, like we made, and everything else is going to be like kind of like pay as you go type of thing. They've had conversations with Jair Alexander. They've had conversations with Preston Smith. It sounds like Zedarius is probably going to get released before the league year starts in a week. Um, so I guess that's where the Packers are right now. The biggest thing that I'm interested in beyond just the Rodgers thing, because the Rod, I mean, Russell Wilson got traded after that. It feels like even the, the Rodgers, Announcement was like a day ago. The The biggest thing I'm kind of worried about is like, where does this go from here with Devante? It really does sound like he wants to completely like reset, like what the wide receiver market is going to be like. He's looking at like um what Nuke does right or like what Nuke was able to sign in Arizona, where he signed a contract that basically had no guarantees in it. And he's saying, OK, he got 27. I want 30. And that is totally different situation yeah. when you're talking about guaranteed money or not. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I talked to someone close to the conversations on Devonte Adams side, and he was like, there's there's no way he's going to play on a tag. He's not going to play on a tag here.
0: Yeah, And
3: that's where things really start to get tricky. Because I guess from what I have heard, right, the reason the Rodgers hesitation started to leak out and it was like, hey, he's still thinking about other teams and stuff like that is, he basically was like, yep, I'm willing to come back. And then Devontae had the conversation with him that was basically like, well, you know we're not a package deal, right? Like, I'm still, just because you want to be back doesn't mean I'm I'm going to ask for anything less than $30 million. And that's that's where it's going to get tricky. I mean, is this a situation where they're actually going to give him that much? Because Gutekunst, like, shut down uh, contract talks like yeah. during the season with yeah. Devontae entirely. Or is this a situation where, Co-general manager Aaron Rodgers at this point is going to have to say like, dang, it might actually be a better use of assets to, you know, tag and trade Devontae and have that cap space and have some picks.
1: Yeah, I was going to say with Adams getting the tag, which is uh, another uh, news bit that that I think was reported today, um, is that just to buy time to stay at the table and keep talking because to your point, it doesn't seem like he wants to play on on the tag. But what is the tag number? It's a lot, right? It's not 30, but
3: No, no, it's something like 20, but here here's the thing with Davante, he's already I believe uh 29 years old. So yeah. he gets tagged this year. He can get tagged next year and he's still under the $30 million, you know, average per year that he's asking for. Yeah. So he he would, you know, be playing two more years of his prime for the Packers potentially on double tags, still not get to the salary that he thinks uh he's worthy of. And then wouldn't hit free agency until he's like 31 years old.
1: Yeah. And for those so that I, don't I understand
3: know, it, I'm not, I'm not blaming the guy. I'm just like, okay, where does this go from? Here? Right. Where does it go?
1: And for those who don't know the way that it works, um, they tag him. If he doesn't want to play does he just not accept the tag or is
3: he just a malcontent and they have to trade him because he won't play? What is, what is his leverage? So, okay. So they tag him. If he does not sign the sheet, they can rescind the tag. So that is something that happened. If you remember uh, Josh Norman with the Carolina Panthers, when he got tagged, he just wouldn't sign it. And, and they weren't able to work out a long-term deal. He said he didn't want that. He didn't want to be on the tag. He wanted to be a free agent. And after, you know, the first couple waves of free agency had passed, the Carolina Panthers just rescinded his tag completely. And he became a free agent. The other side of that is like the Le'Veon Bell stuff, right, where you can get tagged and then just not show up and play because, once you hit, it's it's like mid July. It's like July fifteenth or something is usually the deadline that you can negotiate um, a a multi year contract while you're on the tag. From that point on, you know you hit July sixteenth or whatever it is. It is not possible for an NFL team to get you back to the table and say, "Hey, we want to work on this long term deal, try to get your cap hit lower, try to get you locked in long term." So there's leverage on both sides where the Packers could rescind the tag, or Devontae Adams could just simply one not show up or just not sign sign it until you know july and then say hey you're just we're not talking multi-year deals you know during the entire regular season so have fun with that
1: so all this news breaks and i'm i'm the idiot looking at twitter like oh it's all coming up millhouse man everything's great but it seems like
3: the drama is far from over a little bit it, it is good i mean rogers back is massive right um they already report i think Rappaport reported. That Rogers' cap hit, uh, not even this season, but next season, doesn't even register top 10 for quarterbacks, which is good news in terms of they're they're just pushing everything into signing bonuses and stuff. Um, He's going to be pretty cheap in the short term, uh, at least in terms of cap hits. So that's good news in terms of creating immediate cap space. The, the, The two other guys that like really could create a lot of cap space by like signing an extension are Jair, who has a $13 million cap hit right now because he's on a fifth year option and then um devonte adams obviously you know getting that number down from 20, 20 and change million dollars um would it would definitely help and free up some money and maybe put them in a position where they can start talking to guys like devonre campbell and stuff i think russell's out i think mvs is out just talking to agents and you know guys who rep players at the same position and what they think about the the market at corner and yeah. wide receiver i think they're both yeah. gone they're both going to make like 7 plus million dollars a year and at, at that point Green Bay is so stretched thin in terms of cap space that they can't really do that.
1: Yeah, they can't pay MBS like $10 million. Let's back up to Rogers really quickly. Uh, Were you, weren't you, how do do you, Justice, how do you feel hearing this news? Because weren't you conducting the tank in 2022 only train? (laughs) Or was that just a coping mechanism?
2: (laughs) Okay. So I was
3: for like a week and a half after the game. And then I was like, you know what? No, I I want him back because it did that ending to this season really did feel really weird, Uh, right? Yeah. Like just getting just you lost to a team that didn't score a single point offensively in the playoffs. And you got kicked out in the divisional round after talking up this team as, you know, hey, this reminds me a lot of, you know, 2010 and stuff like that. So I thought it was done just the way rogers quickly started talking about it differently like even in you know the media and stuff where he's he he went from yeah we're having great conversations you know this is everything that i want all that yada 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 to like who knows who knows what happens and i was like oh god if this is how it's gonna be like three first round picks is the minimum here to trade him away and just tank it out and 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 push it (laughs) forward but once once some of these things started getting a little clearer and like they were like, we're going after Basaccio, we're going after Tom Clements at quarterbacks coach right. and stuff like that, it's like, okay, so they're in, and then they started pushing contracts forward. And then it was like, well, there's no reason to push contracts forward if you're going to take like the, the, it's just making your, if you're trying to rebuild, it's just making the rebuild harder in the future. So it doesn't, didn't really make sense. So I, I, for like a week and a half, I was strong on the Tank 2022, but I have I've since gotten off the tank
1: Alex where were you on that uh were you on that train (laughs) how do you let's let's get in the mind of Alex Patakis how how do you feel about Rogers coming back Uh,
2: I feel kind of like a fraud and I say that because I think at the end of the year we sat here and we talked about how we were just ready to rip the band-aid off and quit stringing us along like the rebuilds coming, let's just do it
1: our bluff was not called
2: (laughs) um (laughs) we do not have to watch Jordan Love but I have to say like I'm pretty happy that on Sundays in the fall, I'll be watching something that's entertaining and it's probably going to make me feel good. Like, I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's as simple as that. Right. And I do think it's kind of funny because I almost feel like we didn't even really like process the end of that season. Cause it was so abrupt and it was just like all immediately, all everyone was thinking about was how that, that could be the end and how like this off season was just going to get really, really crazy. Um, and then the, the, way coach, it ended, the coach poaching started immediately,
3: right? Yeah, like, Yeah. They were at the Pro Bowl down like four coaches. They were like, yeah, our guys are just getting they're getting ripped out of here all the time. They were having meetings with Rich Versace in Vegas, where they had the Pro Bowl and stuff like that. So
2: yeah, and all of that started so fast. It was like we didn't even have time to think about the fact that like they were so clearly the best team last year. Um, and it was just a really shitty end of the season. So like I'm ready for the last last dance because the <laughs> previous last dance, wasn't a last dance, man. It was like, it, you know, you're killing it like all night long and the slow song comes on and you don't even like get up to ask the girl that you like to dance. Like it was just a fucking no show. Like right when it mattered, it was time to close. You just didn't dance. So it really was a like last, last dance,
1: a show you really like. And then the fina- the finale just sucks and is like deeply unsatisfying. It's like game of Thrones.
2: That's yeah. It. <laughs> it, was, it was very game of Thronesy, just super anticlimactic, like no payoff whatsoever. So, um, I yeah, I mean, I thought I was just going to be like, OK, let's just screw it. And, and it's it's really hard to because so much of it is colored by everything that Aaron said, like at, from a you know strictly football perspective, which I feel like it's getting increasingly harder to think of Rodgers and the Packers in that sense. Yep. Um, this is the this would be like the best news ever. Right. Like if if he just didn't have a weekly radio show with Pat McAfee, we would, be, and he didn't lie, uh, and he never said immunized. We would all be totally fine. Like we would be celebrating today. Yeah, um, and some of us are, and you know what? rightfully so. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. I I thought I was ready to watch bad football, and I'm just not. Like just, you know I'm not, I'm not. I I think Foldy is more of the uh, agent of chaos than I am when it comes to actually enjoying. Um, the the ugly side of this. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't
1: want to put words in his mouth because he's not able to join us today. But, yeah, um, yeah. I get the feeling that he would feel, if not conflicted about this, just downright like he would is just ready for love.
2: Yeah, it sounds like Sonny's excited.
1: Yeah, we have a... Uh, I knew this was going to happen. There's a delivery happening out there, so that is my
0: dog. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> it happens, man. Welcome I, to the Zoom world uh, between, like, <laughs> 9 and 5 every day. This is what happens when you sneak it in in the afternoon, man. Yep. I will say, the love thing.
3: I don't think love has that many suitors. Like, Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, tweeted out today that he thinks that love could be traded for a second-round pick. I saw From that. What? what? What I had heard, because I... For the the SB Nation NFL show, I'm talking to a lot of these agents about like the quarterback market, just trying to figure out like where these guys are going to end up and stuff like that, and who's going to get tapped on the shoulder. Guys like Andy Dalton are going to get like starting jobs in the league, which is like kind of crazy to think about. But there's like eight teams that desperately need just like a warm body right now. And I don't think Jordan Love is going to be one of them. And by all accounts, I was talking to people and was like, Hey, you rep a quarterback, right? And I'm not talking about the quarterback you're repping, but if, you know, Aaron Rodgers did get traded to like Denver or something, would you expect them just to roll with love? Or do you think that they'd be in the market? And they're like, no, they'd be like top of the market. They would have been one of the teams, you know, going after a Trubisky or a Mariota or someone like that. And obviously the connection with LaFleur and Mariota is um, going back to Tennessee. It's like the one that people keep pointing to. But I really don't think that they would have just
2: like tossed the keys to love. I think love is he's just he's a backup. That's what he is right now. So, all right. So i, I saw the, the thing about a second round pick, and I was like pretty astounded. But I mean, is this is uh, is this just best case scenario for the Packers? Because also, like the class of quarterbacks coming in is not appealing at all. So, like everybody is looking to like you. Desperation like has the, never been higher.
3: It's never been high. So last offseason,
2: I mean, Aaron could be a dick or whatever, but like you gifted us like the perfect possible timing of this all for us to kind of close the book on Jordan Love right now, because if there is going to be any value there without him playing, this is the only way it would happen. Right. So like, I don't know. What would you be happy with? I would have to assume they're like on the phone already. Right. Like shopping him around. I mean, or is he going to be the backup? I guess it's
3: like, I guess that's the question. It's like, are, are you willing to have Kurt Benkert be your backup quarterback? for the season. Like if, if you need him to play a couple of games, then what happens? Like, are, are you cool with living with those consequences? Cause I don't think they can be in the veteran quarterback market right now. One, because of how inflated it is because there's so much need. And then two, because um, there's just not enough guys and there's, there's, there's just really not enough guys. I mean, when guys like Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky guys who hit, you know, the free agent market last season, are hitting the market again, and now they're going to get massive upgrades with very little film out there. Like things have changed. That is not their performance.
2: It's just the need of the position. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it worked out great. I, I'm. I have to say, I'm actually happier than I thought I would be. um I will say, I'm happy it's a four year deal. I mean, we don't have to deal like. What can Rogers do now?
3: Like threaten retirement? I guess, but do like,
1: you, do we think this is an pay admission? All that money back. Is it an admission of a mistake with the love pick?
3: I think so. But that, I mean, that's part of why I think they would just kind of like keep him around. If you're going to have a, a, a non-veteran backup, like why don't you just keep love around? And then if he shows anything, then you get a gold star because it would look worse on you if you traded him away and then he ends up becoming something. But if you stash him on the bench and he never sees the field and then he hits free agency, that's not your fault. You you played the MVP, right? So mm-hmm. you didn't draft a bad player. It was someone else's fault.
2: Do you feel like, I mean... Th- this is the highest that pressure will ever get for a quarterback to win a Super Bowl, Right. Right. I mean, like I can't really think of a scenario, like, cause at this point, another MVP season is even feels hollow. Right. Like, and, yeah. and like with Brady got, I mean, this is so clearly his league now. And I feel like that's a big part of the reason he's back. He's like, I'm here. I could win this division with ease. Cause I've, I'm basically like been doing that my whole life. Um, and I don't know who's in their way. I mean, like it's it's so far away; it's impossible to know like who's going to emerge and be that team. But um, if he retires a four year deal, like we could assume he might play multiple seasons. He just won an MVP. If he still retires with one ring for the Packers, like I don't even know how to evaluate his career at that point. You know, because like it, it we get another chapter I didn't think we were going to get, and it's just like I'd rather close the book. And you know, if if we're not going to get <laughs> just something great in the epilogue or whatever is that what comes after i don't even know what i'm saying i'm so frazzled right now man that's the thing after right like when the the novel ends and then there's just like a little thing after is that an epilogue i believe so yeah yeah so yes okay
3: but yeah i mean the packers we 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 posted the uh (laughs) we posted the nfc conference odds on the site the los angeles rams lead plus 400 then it's the packers plus 450 the san francisco 49ers who like The plan is to start Trey Lance, who, like, their head coach apparently doesn't like, and we've hardly ever seen him, Um, plus 550. Dallas Cowboys, who are stripping down their roster as we speak, plus 650. And then it's the Cardinals and the Buccaneers at plus 1,000, plus 1,400. So there isn't, like, going into last year, right, it was Tampa. That was the team that we worried about. I think in the playoffs, once Tampa was out, we weren't really worried at all, we we were pretty confident about them beating the Niners. The Niners, again, you had massive point swings on special teams on weird plays. They did not score a point on the offensive side of the ball. The Packers had already beaten the Rams with Odell Beckham Jr. You know in the regular season. I'm not really worried about their competition in the NFC this year.
2: Yeah. So also, you mentioned the special teams thing. I mean that that, that was so clear all season long that that was going to be what does them in and we don't know what this team is going to look like yet but let's just like go back to the thing zach was saying about gm aaron Rodgers. so one way or another let's just assume the Devonte business gets handled i don't know if that means he's here or not but like what's their next move if you're goody and what's the next thing you're like looking for if you're rogers um to kind of solidify like you know almost like you know Confirm that you made the right choice by coming back to play for this team. I mean, he always talked of Devondre Campbell,
3: right? He was a guy who almost immediately, like in the summer, started talking about his leadership skills and and what he was able to do on the field, production wise. So I would think Devondre Campbell is at the tippy top of that list. um Restructuring guys like, I guess, like Billy Turner, right? Like being able to push him forward so that then you could create an immediate cap space. The big question mark I still have is like dude, is Cobb still going to be on the roster? Because not only is it a problem in terms of him making, you know, $8 million against the salary cap for what he had one reception against the San Francisco 49ers. He's also taking up a roster spot. And that was some of the problems that they were dealing with, with special teams too, was some of these guys could only play so few snaps and then they weren't getting in on special teams. And it was like, well, why do we even have this guy on the team then? Like if Cobb isn't going to play special teams, And he's going to be wide receiver four. there's not that many guys who get rostered to do that at the NFL level. Plus, he's getting paid good money to do it. So there has to be a couple come to Jesus moments where it's like, hey, we're cool with living whatever the consequences here. But like, here's what the situation is. And if we keep Cobb, that ends up costing us on special teams.
2: Yeah. We don't need so to. Packers like, release Cobb. Rogers is like, hey, that's my friend, and demands a trade. Yeah, <laughs> and we're in this. And Devontae not signed long term, and we're in the same spot. It's just like, should we feel safe yet? I don't know. It's been pretty crazy. I feel, no, I feel like we should. We should feel safe about Rodgers. I think now yeah. it's.
3: I I had operated basically the entire off season under the presumption, it's both or neither, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, and I think, increasingly over this last week just the vibes the rumors the the information that is coming in not necessarily directly saying it but like things like you know davante you know having interest in the raiders and all that stuff right i i think it's becoming more like they're independent uh they're independent situations and and they're not really a package
2: deal i don't know what to do i mean i just feel like uh a Rodgers offense with no Devonte. I mean, that. Wh- what do you do? <laughs> I mean, it would. Fundamentally <laughs> like what's out change. there? What are your options, man? Yeah. Like we've we've been talking about needing receivers for a while. We finally got to a good place. Just
1: bring back Tyler Irvin.
2: Problem
3: solved. <laughs> the Tyler Irvin offense.
2: <laughs> well, we talked about this when we were <laughs> talking
3: about like the draft class and stuff too. But like, so the Packers last two years, right? Since basically you know Geronimo Allison and guys like that walked. After Lafleur's first year, ninety percent of their snaps have come from wide receivers who are like two fifteen or bigger, right? And a lot of that becomes, or a lot of that is is important because primarily they are not pass catchers, right? They are run blockers and they are blockers for for Devontae in screen game, and they're basically like Devontae decoys for the most part, right? If Devontae walks, there's really no need for those type of bodies, right? And then MVS becomes a lot less important because. His whole thing was like he's a combo guy in that he's a big body who can also run deep and be a vertical guy. Well, we can find smaller vertical guys if if you want to switch the offense around. I think Devontae leaving would would have a fundamental shift on how the offense is run. Um, and I think that can open up more wide receiver prospects for him. So, like last offseason, right? Last draft, Amari Cooper was the highest drafted player who hit, you know, kind of those those measurables as a wide receiver, a lot of these wide receivers are on the smaller side, like you look at uh, Jamison Williams, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, the speed receivers in this draft class, they're not like massive dudes who like fit the Packers prototype. So if they decide to move away from Devonte, I kind of think they can start looking at different type of wide receivers and that might open up kind of their options a little bit.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. If, uh, if there's no, I mean, you kind of just like tossed off MVS is gone. If they, if there's no, if it's looking like there's no Devante and they know that, can they bring MVS back and they fit him in? Or do you think it's just not a smart investment with uh, what he's worth on the market?
3: Um, I think if Devonte goes, there's probably conversations there. I don't know exactly where they are, right? Like in terms yeah. of if we have this cap space, then we'll go after this. But I just know right now, like, you look at the wide receiver market, Michael Gallup is probably going to get like 15 per on a contract, you know, coming off of his ACL injury. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy, you know, most of his career. So guys like Devonta or guys like Mark as Scanling being able to hit the open market, like they might like the very tippy top is probably like $12 million per year. Yeah. But like those are conversations people are having yeah. like eight to 12 is like kind of his market. Rasul is probably going to go from like seven to nine, something like that. Like it's going to be tough to resign those guys and like pay Russell Douglas that money and Jair that money. And then say like, yeah, Russell, you're going to play nickel, right? Or MVS. You're going to play like decoy opposite of Alan Lazard. And you're going to be wide receiver three again. Like that's those are
2: tough ways to allocate resources when you're in the cap crutch. Yeah. So basically the Packers one way or another, we should expect a really young receiving core this year, right? Like, I mean I think so.
3: The the good news is it's a deep draft class, like really deep, like uh pass rusher, offensive line and wide receiver are probably the best positions in this draft class. And they're in a perfect spot, I think, where they take an edge rusher. There's going to be one there at 28 and then come back around second round, take a take a wide receiver. I think that's very realistic. The other thing, too, is I know people probably talk about it too much, but. Devonte was struggling early on in his career, and Amari Rogers was a high third-round draft pick, and he's going to come into his second year. Like there is some optimism that he hopefully takes a step up, and it's not like his flaws were really on the offensive side of the ball. He wasn't really getting reps on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. It was on special teams, right? So like he was still getting snaps behind Equanimee Saint Brown, Randall Cobb, um, who else? Uh, Jawan Winfrey, even I believe Jawan yeah. Winfrey. Had more offensive snaps than him coming off of the practice squad. So, like, there's some optimism, I think, that like some of these younger guys on this roster will step up um, on the offensive side.
1: Yeah. And I know it's uh, some Packer fans might, might cringe at the thought of Amari Rodgers getting a second chance or really a first chance to be an offensive
3: player. Right. But I- yeah, yeah, it's not like he was bad on offense, right? Like, that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah.
1: He has the tools. I am uh, optimistic that he could be a useful offensive weapon. Not saying he's gonna be great, but uh, you know, I don't know. It takes a while to develop those guys. The only thing we know for sure is that we don't want him on special teams, which I wish they would have uh come to grips with <laughs>
3: earlier in the year. They kind of just never admitted that. And they did for one what was it? They they threw Cobb out there one time and then he got hurt. Right? And he right? did he fumble
1: or there's something happened. It was a weird play. So, yeah, yeah. I think He
3: also muffed one, right? Like yeah. you know, yeah, I think he, I think he muffed it. And then he had his like ab issue like immediately after that. Yeah. Oh.
1: God. He's just too old to do it. I was going to say, I don't want to relitigate the past, but it's like you're paying Cobb that much. Like just make him do it, man. It's but, but at the same time, they put him back there a couple times and it also didn't, well, they, didn't well. they
3: didn't use what's his name uh, more in the playoffs, which yep. kind of sucked because yep. he flashed a little bit. And then what was it? He had COVID. So he was pulled out of the last game of the season after he played the penultimate game. And then it was like, are you going to use him in the playoffs? Nope. Didn't use him. Didn't use Heflin. Didn't use Yadam guys who are, you know, on the roster throughout the year. Yadam was a key special teams player. Heflin was just on the roster taking up space, I guess, like wasn't even getting involved. Well, weird, weird, weird activations, weird, you know, accounting for the 53 man roster. We're
1: we're over it. We're past it. We don't need to go back and continue to to rehash all the things <laughs> we wish they didn't do, but I do justice want to give you props for a, uh, Dropping a penultimate there. Nice word usage. <laughs> it's a
3: it's a it's a great word. There's another word, there's a word in Spanish, antier, which is like the day before yesterday. Mm. It's great. I wish they had that word in, in English.
2: It's just oh, uh, we need it. We need that bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so inefficient to go like the day before yesterday. Like it should be something that you can rattle on. It's off.
3: V- it's very good. I'm telling you, the penultimate, antier, these things are good. We need more of these. White people, man. They know how to have a lot of words mean something very
1: small and <laughs> 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 come on, man, get concise. Let's get concise. Um, I don't know what else we, uh, we want to talk about. I feel like we hit the major items.
2: Oh, we're not hitting IQs on what? We're not IQs, hitting IQs, but I mean, if you got one, you got it. Oh, I, I man. mean, you went through the trouble of writing one. I, I thought I was
3: going to the spa. My bad. Oh, well,
2: um, I feel like I can relax now. So yeah. I, I you know, should probably take a trip to the this.
1: This is, a, this is a bad job by me because I just assumed we were getting together for a quick newser. And um, so I didn't write a haiku, but we will. Um, we'll unwind. We'll go back into the beaded curtain here. And uh, Justice always comes prepared. Give me some poetry.
3: Yes, he's coming back. Wilson traded to Denver. Conference open. Yes. okay oh, can, can we get a breaking news sounder too? Oh. What do we got? Shane Lee Woodley and Aaron Rodgers spotted arriving at Palm Beach, Florida. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> uh, they were at um. A we're together. They were at a box wedding together.
3: Okay, let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> the wedding. It would be very weird if a franchise quarterback went to his franchise left tackle's wedding was the officiator for the wedding. And then two days later decided I didn't want to play for that team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand. I understand people being like, yeah, well, it would be weird if he didn't show up either. But just, you go back at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, he took 12 days off or whatever he did for Chaka karma. I'm sure. (laughs) Bakhiari would understand Rogers is a weird ass dude and had to miss a wedding for some reason. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, to, to me, I, I say yes and um, really what, what this kind of all proves to me, and we're going to spend, of course, the next 9 to 12 months dragging uh, Broncos fans on Twitter, but um, really the, it seems like the two options that were only ever at play were he was going to retire or he was going to come back and be a Packer and that, and that any talk of being on an, another team – was just unless unless it was like some crazy offer that came over the wire that just wasn't part of the conversation
3: i think the timing of the russell wilson trade and the recent stuff again like the stuff in this past week kind of show that maybe like denver was probably in conversations with with aaron i I don't know how likely those things were but like pittsburgh i don't think really makes sense tennessee got put out there by florio Ryan Tannehill has a 57.4 million dollar dead cap this second. Oops. There is no world where Tennessee was going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So like I think a lot of these were blown out of proportion. I think he was a lot less likely to go to Denver than it was kind of thought where people kind of think it's like 50-50, but I do think that they were kind of in that conversation and I think their actions back that.
1: Okay. Well, the I'll, I'll end on this note. I'm a, I'm glad that we are officially ending um Aaron Rodgers photoshopped in other jerseys season. Yeah,
3: <laughs> did you see the cu- the cut up? Uh, John, John did no. It was like uh, what's that? S- the like sad animal song, the like eyes of an angel or whatever. <laughs> he he put that o- he put that over like fifty different Broncos. Uh, Aaron Rodgers photoshops. It was it was great. One of my favorite tweets of the day, and th- there were many of them. The um. <laughs>
1: The the new guy being Photoshopped in the team colors thing really kind of like, I mean, I never liked it, but it really jumped the shark this offseason when Mike Pettin got brought on with the Vikings um, as like <laughs> a consultant dude and, and good for him, happy for him, seems like a nice guy. But then the team actually tweeted out from the team account, like him in purple.
3: I'm like, he's not even he's. He's not even an on-field. He's coach. not. Yeah,
1: he's not a player. I feel like you got to be a player, but if you're going to be a coach, you got to be like one of the top three. He's just like and then it, a dude he stole in the Mike building. Smith.
3: And then he stole Mike Smith from us. I love Mike Smith. Did you guys ever get to see him in any of the pressers? Yeah, seems like a good hang. Yeah, would show up just like with a broken tooth or like his arm. Yeah, in a randomly swing.
1: with a tooth, tooth missing, and
3: just like hurt doing dad shit just constantly. They're like, <laughs> "What happened?" He's like, "I fell out of a, a treehouse I was trying to make." It's like this dude's a good hang yeah this this guy's a good guy
1: yeah uh and all those he he always sounded like a guy who like as he was talking to you should have had a beer in his hand while (laughs) while he was doing a presser
3: it might have i mean yeah styrofoam cups right who could tell
2: (laughs) i mean russ being out of the conference too that's huge i mean like i I'm happy about I can only imagine Niners fans got to be stoked because that division has been brutal for a while. And all of a sudden, um, you know, it's you kind of like eliminate one team that you're competing with for that second spot. Right. Assuming the Rams are even going to win that division, which is probably a maybe a leap to take at this. My point. question
1: is, how do we think the um, the higher altitude of the greater Denver area affects nano bubbles? Oh, do
2: they, they, gotta get it. Do they not I would. I could only assume report? that Russ has done his research. Uh huh. Yeah. He um, printed off. And that he's prepared pages. for this, and that even if he is not, um, God will find a way.
3: Okay. Since we're on the <laughs> Russ topic, Hackett and Russ. That's a buddy comedy, yeah.
2: That's right. Interesting. Like, they
3: pass each other, they meet each other, and it's like when dogs meet each other <laughs> the first time, right? They just like <laughs> are like feeling each other out, like sniffing each other and stuff. Like, that's gonna be a scene.
1: I'm in- I'm like low key interested in kind of watching that from afar,
2: watching that team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> it's just going to such a difficult division already. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, he was a hard he, mode, and
3: he's like turn up the difficulty. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was yeah, exactly. It's like adjusting the slider with no draft further. picks
3: for like the foreseeable future because they just traded him for me. Like,
2: so I don't know what he makes them. You know, not that it's necessarily our concern, but just like in terms of just like the scope of the NFL, when you're going and you're playing Mahomes twice a year, I mean, Herbert looks like he's going to be pretty legitimate, and the Chargers are like fine. Um So, do we
1: think it's true that at, the the uh broncos spent years being a really good team in search of a quarterback and now they're a team with a quarterback and not a way to build around, <laughs> around him the yeah, whole thing pro- is just probably. assets
3: right they're just like we have like five guys on really good rookie contracts right like yeah. guys like patrick Sertan are playing out of their minds yeah and then they just Gosh, have cap space so i guess like russ is going to be able to recruit some of these guys if you... he has to do the tom brady thing where he's like hey come here we'll get you on a discount and all that stuff and Hopefully they don't sign Antonio Brown. I I don't need any more Antonio Brown in the NFL, but I know him and Russ are kind of tight. So
2: Pat Sertan. More and more there's players' sons who I watch that just like remind me of how old I actually am getting, uh, who come into this league. I'm assuming that has to be that's Pat like Dolphins, Patrick Sertan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like because you're looking at me, I'm like, Am I making Same same draft class,
3: same draft class as Asante Samuels Jr. Yeah, um, Marvin right. Harrison Jr. is at Ohio State right now. We, we are not all ready getting for this.
2: I am not ready for this. Antoine Winfield um, if, Jr. If, cutting if, his if, teeth. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. But if Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders and reunites with Derek Carr, are the Broncos like just the worst team in that division? No matter what happens, <laughs> like even with Russ, I mean they might already be. I don't know, but like if you if you're the Raiders, right? Like you have to do something.
3: You can't go in and yeah. every every game you're going to be an underdog because of your quarterback situation, and it's not like Derek Carr is even like he's probably slightly above average as a quarterback in the NFL today, and yeah. that's not enough to be favored in, in in any of those games in that division. Like you'll be playing at home against Denver, and and the line is going to be you know Broncos minus two because they have Russell Wilson, and it's like crap. You got to you got to figure something out. So I think desperation mode time. It, that buck has since been passed. Like it it was Denver and now it's on the shoulders of the writers and it's going to be interesting to see what they do from here.
2: So I was going to say, I don't know if it's just um, the fact that I've been thinking more and more about having another quarterback recently because of the potential of Rogers leaving or, uh, or if it really is just like talented quarterbacks are more scarce than ever. But I, I like can't remember a time where I feel like it's so hard to find a serviceable guy. Uh, it's, it's the 2011 thing, man. It's the CBA changed.
3: Guys weren't able to practice as much a quarterback. The NFL has been really bad at producing quarterbacks since those rule changes. I mean, outside of that one, what was it? Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson season where where all of them came in the same draft class. We've pretty much had just dud quarterback classes like over and over again. You might have like one good guy in a class, but nothing like that 2005 or anything. And now those guys are aging out, right? That that was the whole thing. What was keeping up quarterback play in the NFL was these guys who were able to play, you know, until their late 30s, their their 40s. It's Peyton Manning having an extended career and basically having, you know, two two normal career runs. It's Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, even Eli Manning, Tom Brady, guys like that and they start trickling out and there's just no one really to replace them. And this has been happening for kind of like a decade.
2: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I always forget um, how we used to I mean, talk think about, about it
3: from this way, like Rogers between Rogers and Russell Wilson. And that is seven draft classes. The only real quarterbacks that were produced were Matt Ryan and Stafford. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Stafford was a number one pick. It's not like he was available to everyone. So
2: it really is getting tight at the quarterback position right now. Gone to the days of the uh, Mike McCarthy quarterback school where you <laughs> felt like you could like we could have just like kept developing them. Little did we know. That uh, damn collective um, bargaining agreement.
1: Yeah. Well, Denver, uh Denver fans get ready to win a bunch of games 18 to 5.
2: It is a brutal game, but isn't it so weird that, like, the <laughs> the CBA was like, oh, like, how, how can we, you know, change our product? Oh, we'll practice less, like, and we'll play less football so that we can have a better football well, product Yeah, it's Sundays. the bait and
3: switch with the players, where the players it's are like, like, we'll get, we want to get paid more. And they're like, how about no practice? And they're like, I guess. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's like, a bad I'm, deal, but you accepted it. So, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Wow. I
1: think. Man. I, I think we're at the end, guys, now that we're talking I about think so, too. He's <laughs> back. CBA. All is good.
2: You got a new shirt. I assume it's a new shirt. It's a killer shirt. Newish um, shirt.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling, feeling good about my weird Nickelodeon Packers crossover shirt that no one can see, so why am I describing it?
2: Because we have an Instagram <laughs> for no reason, so you can, for no reason, take a picture and then put it on our Instagram for no reason. Smart. Smart guy. Let's probably keep you around. All right, we're going <laughs> to Exactly. I'm going to hit the poker.
1: He's back, baby. As foretold in the prophecies of Justice Mosqueda, he is back. And, oh, I um, wish
2: so badly we could have done a tarot card reading in the offseason. Uh, it would have been the ultimate like, you know, measuring stick for uh, his abilities. Miss you, Jamie, wherever you are yeah. in the world.
1: We'll try to get him back on uh, before this next season kicks off all right Um, thanks for listening thanks for downloading Aaron Rodgers is back Uh, uh, Demonte Adams currently tagged other dominoes to fall over the next couple days keep it locked in to the website acmepackingcompany.com and the audio feed for all of the latest there bit of a lull for a while and things are heating up in football news world so for justice for Alex I am Zach thanks a lot for listening And uh, we'll check you later, guys. Go Pack Go!